I recently shared the focus of my work towards my doctorate in metaphysical psychology and the importance of bringing metaphysics and the concept of acknowledging the whole person into the workplace. So in this episode, I will continue the conversation and have you join me as I work through how to bring this into manifestation. But first, let me explain a little bit more about what metaphysics is, and then I will define and introduce you to what I call corporate relationship responsibility. Join me inside the episode as I share my definition of corporate relationship responsibility and what I feel from a holistic or metaphysical perspective is needed in the workplace to take the first step in fulfilling this critical mission. See you inside. Welcome to the Happy Executive Woman Podcast. Coach Anita Charlotte will cover a variety of topics, such as personal, professional, and corporate relationships, diversity, equity, and inclusion, energy, metaphysics, corporate relationship responsibility, and spirituality in the workplace. Be sure not to miss the Candid Conversation with Phenomenal Women episodes, where Anita interviews women leaders in their field about their challenges, triumphs, and ways in which they make their happiness a priority in both business and in love. And now... Here's your host, executive coach, author, speaker, and corporate metaphysician, Anita Charlo. Hey there. If you recall, that's if you're following me on social media, I shared my excitement about being included in this month's Speakers Magazine Takeover. This issue features some serious world changers. I'm honored to have these women in my inner circle, aka my crew, as we work together to create a greater impact in the fields that we serve. Did I mention that Alicia Houston also interviewed each one of us? She has been a guest on the podcast uh, for a candid conversation with Phenomenal Woman episode. But in order to provide you with a more intimate view of the missions each of the women that are in the magazine is bringing to life and to get an inside view into our personalities, I'm inviting you to join us for the Breakout Summit Speaker Series, which drops June 8th, 2022. The interviews will drop one every other day and will continue to run all month. If you happen to miss a drop date, no worries. As long as you sign up, you will have access to them until June 30th. This crew will inspire, motivate, and call you to the next dimension that is simply awaiting your agreement. All you need to do is take action by going to the show notes and clicking on the link. We show up and serve the world as therapists, pastors, financial experts, nonprofit founders, franchise owners, executive leaders, and so much more. You don't want to miss this. So head on over to the show notes where you will find the link to register for the Breakout Summit, as well as the link to view our June takeover issue of Speakers Magazine. See you inside. Hello, beautiful. Let's begin by sharing the definition of metaphysics, formally and informally. According to the founder of the University of Metaphysics, Dr. Paul Leon Masters, he defines metaphysics as the search for absolute reality, the search for who am I, what am I, where have I been, where am I going? 
what is the relationship of man, mind, and the universe? If you can answer those questions, you can find your place in life. If you can't, then it doesn't matter. You're just a wanderer. And here are a few bullet points that you can also find if you're interested on the website for the University of Metaphysics. Metaphysics does not explore religious beliefs and laws created by man, but rather it explores the immutable laws of nature set by the creator, God, universal presence, and the creation of the universe. Metaphysics is a branch of philosophy that studies the ultimate nature of existence reality and experience without being bound to any one theological doctrine or dogma. Metaphysics includes all religions, but transcends them all. Metaphysics is a study of ultimate cause in the universe. Metaphysics is the only science capable of inquiring beyond physical and human science. So a few would argue that metaphysics will pull you away from God. However, if you are a believer, as in my case, Metaphysics brought me closer to God and has helped me move through life and all of its challenges, no matter what the obstacle. Metaphysics has helped me in the corporate space by allowing me the gift to see into a person's truth, identify their insecurities, their needs, their desires, and then use that information to connect with people holistically, as well as advance my project and my careers. It has also helped me to steer clear of individuals who were so out of touch with their truth that they knowingly and unknowingly damaged others for their own agendas. In my coaching business, it has helped me get to the core of my clients' issues and trauma in a shorter amount of time and in a way which yields long-term transformational success. So you see, success all around. I've been a practicing metaphysician for almost 30 years, and have for the most part kept my spiritual side separate from my corporate side and have openly used my gifts and talents, calling them exactly what they are within my inner circle and with my clients. Well, this is no longer setting well with me in my spirit. The older I get, the less time for BS and pretending to be something I'm not. In 2020, I had time to work on myself grow through a few things so that I could be more authentic, helpful, and emotionally and energetically available to my clients. To help me with this, I took a movement-based resilience, trauma-informed yoga training. Try saying that four times real fast. You probably heard me say this before, but I went into this training for the sole purpose, and that's S-O-U-L, for the sole purpose of learning a new skill to use in sessions with my clients not because I felt that I had trauma. You see, the way my Black life was set up, we didn't claim to have trauma. We just called it issues. By throwing myself into this training in the middle of social unrest and a pandemic, all of my trauma came to the surface. 2020 was a hard year for me. On the one hand, it was great that white America was waking up and finally becoming aware of the trauma that is baked into our DNA. People all over the world, every day, all day and night, were hearing stories, witnessing the murder of George Floyd, talking about it, writing about it, creating memes about it. It was everywhere. It was so overwhelming. Things that had been buried deep in our collective memory were being thrust in our faces minute by minute. Our friends and allies that did not have the same experience as us wanted desperately to understand. 
they were hurting, they were angry, they were apologetic, and they were asking a lot of questions. While I wanted to help them through this, I could barely show up in the corporate space myself without crying. Thank God we were working from home and it was not mandatory to have your camera on. This was a really tough time in all of our lives. As luck would have it, we were meeting weekly on Zoom just to have a sense of connection. I was the only woman most times in this small group that met regularly and the only person of color most times. When there was another person of color, he didn't speak up. One day, they asked how I was doing with all that was going on. That did it. The door was open. And since we had already built up a great connection, celebrating our similarities, bourbon, the military, raising children, pets, I felt comfortable sharing with them. I told them about my experience as a Black woman in corporate America, about the domestic violence, of how I once had to play check roulette to be able to afford medicine for my son while I floated the rent check. I told them about how I often walked the halls in the office like a dark shadow up against the white backdrop and how many white people would not look me in the eye, not return a hello, pretend as though they were on the elevator alone or bump into me as though I wasn't even standing there. The more I shared, the more I shared. I also told them about how companies say that they are all inclusive, but they don't show it. I pointed out the fact that our own company had not made a public statement and how that made the Black employees that I was connected to feel. I was real. I was honest. And I was no longer willing to play the good Black girl game when my entire chest of trauma had been busted wide open. Normally, me and many other Black women I know would sit silent knowing that to allow ourselves to go to that place with our white counterparts would not lead to change. It would only lead to more trauma for having been so vulnerable and then had our comments ignored or promises made that were not going to be kept. And then we had to worry about looking over our shoulder to see if we will be punished for speaking our mind, ostracized, or magically fired with a bogus HR paper trail. Not anymore. Our dirty laundry was out there for the whole world to see, and it was no longer acceptable within my own spirit for me to keep playing the shush game. For those of you that listen to my podcast regularly, this next portion may sound very familiar to you. After having shared my truth, several white males on that call reached out to me and asked if I would be willing to share my experience at an upcoming town hall. Wait, what? An entire town hall? Then I thought, yes, I will. It's time people knew in the corporate space what it's like being Black in corporate America and in America, period. So I agreed. Stay with me. This is still about corporate relationship responsibility. It will come together soon. As a relationship coach, I see everything through the lens of relationships. The entire interview process is like going on a blind date. If you like what you see, hear, feel, you are more than likely to go out again, or the company will call you back for another round of interviews. Once you have dated for a while and feel you share the same ideals and goals about what the relationship should look like, and you've discussed the deal breakers, then you formally commit. The big difference here is that the relationship between the company and its employees is one of an un equal balance of power. 
Since the corporation and its leadership are in an authoritative position, they have the responsibility to their employees to protect them while they are at work and provide them with the necessary resources to assist them with managing life events, both inside and outside of the office. They often encourage employees to bring their authentic selves to work. Each time an employee shows up for work, whether online or in person, they look to their employer to provide physical, emotional, and psychological safety. At the time of this podcast, there is a show on Apple TV called Severed. This show's premise is that employees have volunteered to have their connection to their personal lives severed as they descend the elevator to go to their office. And again, when they are leaving the office, as they go back up the elevator to the locker room. This keeps both lives separate, so one doesn't bleed into the other. Now, while this is just a concept at this time, it is not how the real world works. For the most part, employees would try to separate their personal lives. However, real world events and emotional problems will sometimes carry over into the office. There are times when an employee will come to work to escape an abusive situation, and there are other times when employees will put their faith and trust in their employer based on what they have been told or taught to believe during the old-fashioned pep rally. Keeping this in mind, corporations have a responsibility to provide safety in the following areas. Physical, that means safe office, proper security, ADA accessibility, sick days, etc. And in today's COVID world, a very clean and sterile environment, a one that is routinely cleaned, masks are worn, mandates are followed, things like that. And then there is emotional safety, not knowingly or willfully traumatize or re-traumatize any employee. And then there's psychological, providing employees with cognitive and behavioral health benefits, as well as others not mentioned here. For this to work, companies must be conscientious when considering training, programs, etc., that may traumatize or re-traumatize a particular group of people. Curious as to what happened at the town hall and whether this particular company considered the whole person in their efforts? Tune into the next episode to find out. As an executive woman, giving ourselves permission to ask for what we want is so important. And since I like to practice what I preach, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you could head on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening from and leave a review and a rating, I would really appreciate it. It helps so much. And if you know of another amazing woman that could benefit from these topics, please be sure to forward this podcast to her.